This episode will be half as long as H Bomber Guy's video about Ruby and also half as interesting. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Revere. And then Commander Jaime. Welcome back to the show, Hello. Commander Jaime. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Doing well. <laughs> I'm excited for today. And uh, it's just Grand Blue, too, as well. So I'm happy to help out with the podcast. Yeah. It's an exciting day because we are doing a set review of uh, Butterfly de Moonlights, or is it Butterfly de Moonlight? De Moonlight. De Moonlight. Okay, so it's like a French thing. finally. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't really know for sure if it's Pet Smart or Pet Smart. Yes. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, go through this set card by card from the VRs all the way down to the double Rs. Uh, taking turns, and then any um, commons or rares that interest us... Uh, Jaime, you also have a full-ass blog about every card that's been revealed for Grand Blue, right? Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the link to that will be in the show notes, uh, it, it, if there's anything we miss, uh, because you went into very stringent detail. So. Oh yeah, definitely. For any Grand Blue fans, please check out the blog. Uh, I do some concise detail about the cards, and so that's definitely something that if you guys want to have more interest to look at, go ahead. Oh yeah. All right, uh, let's kick it off. Uh, we have Masked Magician Hari, or Harry. Um, so this is for Pale Moon. He's a grade 3, 12k with the Excel gifts. Uh, he's got two skills. On Vanguard, when placed, choose one of your additional rearguard circles, and it becomes a stage until the end of that fight. And then in parentheses, during the fight, the stage becomes your only additional rearguard circle and move all of the Excel markers to the stage. The other skill is Act on Vanguard Circle. Once per turn, you can Counterblast one and discard a card from your hand. Call up to two cards with Magia Doll and uh, different card names from your Soul to Rearguard Circle, and they get plus 5k until end of turn. If your opponent's Vanguard is grade 3 or greater, you may call up to 4 instead of 2. Hmm. Lots to unpack here. Um, so, new mechanic-ish. Yeah. So they're basically making one giant Excel circle and a bunch. And they're also making a new archetype on top of that. Yep. Yeah, so Dolls. the, the Magia doll, which of course, that's not confusing at all, as the Nightmare dolls try in a corner. Uh, the Magia dolls, we'll get to those in a second, but the stage thing really interests me because it's like you, you just have force with extra steps, kind of, that's over there. Um, I think it's cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to have more, uh, added to it as we, uh, get to the rest of the set, so I'm just going to leave it at that, and let's move on to the next one. Alright. Alright. That's you. Jaime. Jaime. Is he there? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, oh. I was... I was muted. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I mute myself. Oh. You said Night Rose? Night Rose. Yeah, yeah it's yep. your turn. Yeah, okay. That's we'll go. My bad. But anyway, uh, so for the Grand Blue VR, we have Night Rose, uh, Vampire Prisons of the Night Fog. And honestly, it's very exciting because we've been having that G era nostalgia. And so both her skills at the retrain, basically the first one is that whenever a rearguard boosts or is uh, attacking, they automatically get 5k for the end of the turn. And at the end of the battle, 
they basically retire. So it's kind of like a, a pseudo hollow, but that happens immediately. And then it kind of goes along with the second skill. And the second skill is basically if you um, attack, on attack, you can counter blast one, choose a column, and then revive up to two rear guards, and boom. So you basically have battle phase revival, <laughs> which is great. Is there anything else you guys want to add on to that real quick? Uh, if your opponent's vanguard is grade three or greater, she gets 10k. Oh yeah, that's important too. Yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, honestly, <clears throat> what I liked about Grand Blue um, is the on battle phase on call, basically. And the problem with Standard before is that we didn't really have that. It was all Giera with like Nightstorm, Negrosanger, and of course like Columbar Giera. But now Night Rose as a Vanguard in um, Standard, we could actually do battle phase revival, so we can do more attacks in a protect clan. So yeah. Um. I mean, with her as the vanguard, though, most of your revival in Grand Blue before this in Standard came from things like Kokaitis and Bastard. Um, yes, with some that's very true. With some exceptions. Yeah, and so that's actually one of the things that I actually cover in the article, too, is that um, I felt it's almost like a vice versa of pros and cons between her and Kokaitis, where Kokaitis did the massive field call, but didn't have anything in the battle phase. And Night Rose kind of has the opposite problem, really. But we rely on rear guards that will go over it, like in the triple, <clears throat> in the double R slot and everything, just to build up a field and also enable more battle phase calling, too, as well. And also negating the, uh, trying to negate the minus of the inherent minus that Night Rose brings. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you want me to, like, actually cover the other cards or we'll we'll wait there. until that? We'll, we'll yeah, we'll, okay. and we'll, we'll talk We're going a bit in about order. the end about which, uh, which one we think mm -hmm. is, like, the okay. best or whatever, or which yeah. one we like, or whatever have you. Yeah, that's uh, what I was planning, kind of refer back to Nairos with the new cards. Yeah, we can kind of expand on these cards as we look at more of them. Um, yeah, like, I'm going to read this next card, and it's going to be, like, half there. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Go on. So, I guess I should just do that, right? Yeah. So, Stealth Rogue of uh, Revelation Yasuye, so this is the the stride man from Murkumo stride has man. an act on Vanguard Circle. Uh, counter boss one, soul boss one. Choose two of your units. Search your deck or drop zone for up to one card with the same name as each of those units. Call them Trigger Guard Circle if you search your deck, shuffle your deck. And then as an auto, at the end of battle of attack, you can discard two cards to ride an uh, ambush demon stealth rogue Yasue Tenma from your drop zone as stand. And that unit gets drive minus one. So you have a rewriter in Murakumo that rewrites from drop zone randomly and uh, has counter boss one, soul boss one, call two things, which is pretty not bad. Mm. And uh, you can choose itself, which is interesting. Uh, you might not want to do that, but you can. Uh, it's also an act, so you can call stuff first. <laughs> that's, uh, that's nice. O overall, I think uh, this half of this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this part over can here. But this and part... then we can get to the crippling depression at part two, Tenma Boogaloo. Yeah, the... <laughs> I I like how uh, Yasuye, like with every additional card that calls stuff from drop that's not Grand Blue, I want to punch James in the face just a little bit more because he's like everything's Grand Blue. I'm like everything doesn't have to be Grand Blue, and it just keeps getting closer. <laughs> But it does. 
<laughs> yeah. But there's just rides from Drop. Granville doesn't do that anymore. They had that one card that did it. <laughs> they did two, I think. In standard, anyway. Or it doesn't ride anymore from Drop in standard, anyway. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. How about how about this handsome boy next? All right. Sharharat Vampire. So, grade 3, protective, 12k, auto, vanguard. At the beginning of your battle phase, all your front row units get power plus 1,000 for each card in your soul. Hey, it's like Amon, but like for your whole front row. He's back! <laughs> and Auto, vanguard, circle, when an attack, counterblast one and stand one of your front row rear guards. If your soul has 13 or more cards, stand two rear guards instead of one. I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. This gives him self power, right? Yes. yes. Just want to hold that there for a second. Continue. That's it. That's the effect. Yeah, that was the whole skill. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this card's pretty good. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, it is okay. quite sweet. It's basically now the question is how fast can you get to 13? Yeah. And um, how easily can you build a board? Yeah. Even then, and there's a, you still get it, a restand. It's, it's true. Can I say something? Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> sure. I was just like thinking, like this is Lambrooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is. It's, it's Lambrooks, but they get the 10k before the first attack, also. Yeah, I know. It's so so good. <laughs> it's, it's it's super nice. Yeah. It's Lambrooks, yeah. but arguably handsomer. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the things holding back this are just you know quality things elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> just the rest of Dark Irregulars being able to take advantage of his ability. Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on in Dark Irregulars in this set uh, specifically, uh, but we'll talk more about that as we get more cards. Yeah. It, it seems I... like all of the VRs we've seen so far have been uh, kind of like boring looking on paper. And it's, this is going to be something that's this greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. I mean, most people thought Night Rose was bad on Reveal. Uh, I disagreed. And I, I, we have the receipts for that if we look, if I... The receipts? Chat. Yeah, I have the receipts. I, look at the group chat. I think the a receptors. lot of people have mixed feelings. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely not as obviously dumb as the old one unfortunately mm -hmm. therefore it is terrible everyone wanted the old one which is fair yep uh, speaking of the old one uh, it, apparently it's me again because uh, Silverthorn Dragon Empress Venus Luthier is back um, Pale Moon uh, Grade 3 Excel Gift 12k on Van, during your turn, all of your front row circles, if all of your front row circles have units, all of your front row units get plus 5k. And then act once per turn, you can counterblast one and discard a card from your hand. Call any number of cards with Silverthorn in their card names from your soul to the front row. Rear guard. At the end of the turn, uh, if you have four or more rear guards, you can put all of your rear guards into your soul and get uh, an Excel gift. Cool. <laughs> Hmm. This is much less good than Harry. Yeah. Uh, this is meant to be the second ride. Um, and uh, I think it's going to suffer from the same problems that Lutier did, which is damage denial. Uh, albeit slower. Because, like, 
yes, you can keep doing the thing where you suck everything up and force them to attack you, um, but some people will pass their turn unless they think they can kill you. Yeah. Man, it would really suck if you had here. someone that could attack you three times with two crits. Man, that'd be pretty rough. <laughs> oh, if only. Say, isn't the I... metagame a little bit aggressive? Or It's a... Uh... His so aggressive. You just get it, start beat your face beat in by a bunch of two crit huge things. Yeah, right, that's what I was thinking. I wonder if the the CB denial isn't as bad, or I guess it depends. We have to live that turn, right? That's the big thing. Yeah. Now, granted, <laughs> if you're using Excel two, then you you kind of have the ability to call everything next turn, mm. and you get a draw off of that, which is nice. Um, mm. So it, she's like Dorian without Dorian, sort of. Uh, and then, of course, you would just be calling the old Luke here, who is a 22k beat stick on her own. So whatever, man. It's all good. Um, pretty solid, but the, the Harry stuff is looking better so far. Uh, mm. Matt, let that disappointment ray fly. <laughs> all right, here we go. And I don't even think this card is like... We'll talk. We'll talk about it. So ambush, stealth, demon, stealth, rogue, Yasuie, Tenma. So remember, this is the thing that goes on top of Yasuie. If you discard two cards, at the end of battle. This card has two skills. Uh, first one is counterblast an act where you can counterblast one and uh, basically clone one of your units. Um, deck or drop zone, just like the other one, but it's only one instead of two. The second thing is on rearguard circle only. When it attacks, it gets ten thousand power. At the end of battle, you retire this unit. Choose one of your opponent's rear guards, bottom deck it. Why is this rear guard only? I don't so, know why that. I don't know why the plus 10k is rear guard only. It should just get, like get 10k. Then if it's on rear guard circle, bot deck itself and bot deck something. Yeah. Or retire uh, it and bot. Well, because like you can retire it and then, uh, or like attack with it, retire it, and then you can do the first Yasuya's still. So. The problem I have with this is this is basically a worse version of the original Yasuo without the it does it calls one less thing and doesn't have the restand ability. So big problem is if you if like you do the Yasuo thing then you're stuck on this idiot. Mm-hmm. That's like really bad. Yeah. This is literally so. you'll never be half the man he once was. Like literally. <laughs> Like, I don't see a reason why the second skill needed to be, like, rear guard only. I feel like being able to just bottom deck on Van... Like, gaining 10k power and being able to bottom deck something on Vanguard wouldn't have been particularly overpowered. Especially since, like, the playstyle of the deck revolves around writing this card eventually. Which... You know, the crazy thing is, as much as I hate this card... It's not even as bad as I want it to be, but it has <laughs> other underlying problems that Murkumo get hit by the ban list, so ends up making the deck really bad. Or not really bad, but much worse than it could be. So, there's that. Anyway, that's uh, all I have to say on that guy. Oh wait, it's my turn again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just when you think it's over, there's few more minutes of this. Demon Claw Stealth Rogue Yoitogi. Great 2 9k. Uh, has a continuous on Vanguard Circle that during your turn all your Demon Claw Stealth Rogue Yoitogi on your Vanguard Circle Nurgard Circle get 3,000 power. 
and then auto on Vayner Rear, when placed, counter bust one, soul bust one, shoot your deck or drop zone up to one of himself, call it to rear, and then shuffle your deck. So it's just a uh, clone that when it's on Vanguard gives all of himself uh, uh, a 3k. Why not, why not just it's have fine. that for both? Let him, let him have both, it's fine. I don't know, man. Uh, and then the other card is uh, the Grade 3 Searcher, and it's special condition for 5Ks if you have two units with the same name. Okay. Cool. Uh, this is really bumming right. me out. <laughs> you had three Morikumo units in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's how the set goes. Yeah, but we just I have... think Yoitogi uh, is... Uh, I think it's... Counterblast from Soul Blast 1 for cloning itself is not a good rate, especially when you compare that Counterblast to using Yasue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which does mostly the same thing. Or either Yasue, for... really. Yeah, the other one's still better somehow. But <laughs> Counterblast from Soul Blast 1 is just more valuable um, for the bit for the big Yasue, and then Soul is more valuable to spend on something like uh, Shoyuki. Uh, despite only having one, but that card's still very important. So, all right. So, abominable one Gilderai, grade three, twelve k protect gift, auto vanguard rearguard circle. When placed, counterblast one. Call grade two or less. This card from soul to rearguard circle, and then auto vanguard rearguard. When it attacks vanguard, if your soul has ten or more cards, retire one of your opponent's rearguards. Card kind of sucks, right? It doesn't finish. Yeah. It sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you play this? What's the benefit of playing this? It's completely. I guess it works on rear. From its original skill. Yeah, I know, right? Like this is completely different from what it originally did. But like, see, I guess James was making the argument that like you have to build a board to be able to take advantage of Shar Hot. So being you need able to call control. something from Soul is like helpful, but. This thing's not replacing soul, it's taking a soul. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Oh, like, yeah, it's, right. It helps to build a board, but, like, it doesn't replace the card and soul. The actual, like, on-attack skill is kind of mediocre, to be honest. Like, I, if this were a grade 2, maybe? Yeah, grade 2, I think that would feel better. Um, yeah. I feel being a grade 3 is just like, but I never want to ride this, ever. Right. Looking looking back at like what DIs have had in the past, is there a chance you just run Sharhat plus somebody else and then this guy at like one or two or something? I don't think so. I think if you're playing yeah. Sharhat, you're probably playing Number of Terror. Yeah. Right. And then, again, I feel like the possibility of bricking on this card and being forced to ride it, I feel like your game just ends up so much worse. What were you going to say, Jaime? I was just saying, especially in premium, because you could do the the one stride that copies the abilities. Mm-hmm. So you can copy um, Sharhat and then Alan OK. Yeah, it's and OK is a little awkward with Sharhat in standard because you miss the uh, pow, far row power buff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in premium, you will not miss it, I believe. So mm-hmm. you'll just have it. <laughs> yeah, like in. NLK and uh, Sharhat are kind of awkward with each other in standard. Yeah. Um, and the power, like, getting, missing 13k power to your front row is pretty large, especially when you're restanding your guards. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, it's not even like a on attack thing. It's just at the start of your battle phase, bam, front row gets right. all the stuff. So I wish Aqua Force got that. <laughs> <laughs> just at the start of the battle phase, boom, you're lit. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise you, you guys have to have like weirdly awkward stuff like, all right, fourth battle, I get 15k, or uh, I get I counterblast and give my front row 3k. Please stop reminding me of the early days of, or no, the mid days of Aqua Force where they were, like, I think early G they were pretty good and then they just fell off really really hard until like. But they were really good uh, into the summer too because of yeah. the Aqua Force clan booster. Mm-hmm. Where they, where they got to ripple people? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I think we're deviating. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely yeah. deviating. Well, yeah, that's the show. And next is yeah, next is at night. The Aqua Force podcast. Yeah, but part. I don't want to. I don't want to be up till two a.m. Fine. So. All right, succubus of pure luck. Of it is the great three searcher is an AK like all of them, and then the special condition for getting five K is if one or more cards was put into your soul by a card ability. Also not ready. Got it. <laughs> well, that sucks. Uh, we all we have a card dealer Jacqueline, uh, grade two, nine K for Pillman. Um, on Vanna Rear, uh, one place counterblast one. Look at seven cards from the top of your deck. Reveal up to a total of two. Lore pigeon pop. Again, we will get to that. Or cards with Magia doll and their card names from among them. Put them into your hand and shuffle. If you revealed two cards, put a card from your hand into soul. This card is uh, actually insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, very nice. This card, this card fixed the deck by itself. It did. The like only... before, this card was spoiled. The deck was like pretty bad, mm-hmm. and then this card was like, "And here's all your problems." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish that this would let you grab Harry, just so I could, just for ride consistency's sake. But can't win them all, I guess. Like hey. Yeah, yeah, but this card just like gives you your win condition. Yes, it does. <laughs> which... It also filters two cards, which yeah. is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then plus, because you can put any card into your soul from hand, you can be like, oh, this thing that I wanted, thank you very much. Yeah. It's like, super dumb. <laughs> this card... It. Even on its face, like, a straight plus two, but just the fact that it also... That it just completely enables your win condition. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Silver uh, Thorn Diva Selvia, uh, which almost sounds like Salvia, so that's fun. Uh, grade 2, 9k on Vanna Rear when placed. Counterblast 1. Choose up to two cards with Silver Thorn in card names not named her from your soul and call them to rear. So, cool. So, like, you do um venus's skill call this out and then use her skill and pop out two more things in the back it's nice that is pretty nice yeah mm-hmm. it, it it's a very simple card that like it, it's not it, it's not gonna be like warping the meta or anything but it's pretty solid the last one is uh, masquerade bunny who Grade 3 Searcher, and her condition for the extra 5k is if you called one or more cards from Soul this turn, which, okay, yeah, that's a condition, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, I think I'm getting deja vu with this next one. Okay. Are we doing Grand Blue? Yes. 
I'll finish cool. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Seven Seas Night Miss. Um, so this is another card that people were stoked about, uh, Seven Seas in general. Uh, so it has two skills. Uh, the first one is Vanguard and Rhaegar Circle. When it attacks, uh, hits anything, you can choose one of your Vanguard Circles or Rhaegar Circles without any treasure markers and put one on there. Um, so honestly, with the theme that goes with Seven Seas, they're, they're relying, some of them rely on the treasure marker. But really what goes uh, along with it is the second skill. It's a continuous vanguard skill. Uh, you get all the effects according to the number of your treasure markers. So if you have one or more, all of your regards with seven Cs can attack and intercept from the back row. So if you have a grade two in the back row, it could actually intercept. Um, and then you can have any cards to poke. But of course, you're like, well, 8Ks don't hit vanguards. 9K, 9Ks don't hit vanguards on their own. That's where the second part of the skill comes in. Three or more during your turn, all your units with seven Cs in their name gets plus five. So your grade ones become 13K hitters, which actually hits Forge Clans too. So that's really nice. And so this enables multi-attack <clears throat> in, in the form of like basically each worker circle can attack at that point. And then finally, if you have six or more, um, it gets a red tech skill, the Vanguard. So at the end of the battle that it attacks, send all of your regards with seven Cs in the card name. So if you did all your regards uh, attacks first and then this went through you basically restand your whole field if it's all seven C's which is really cool actually um, we went into more detail uh, with uh, the episode titled Pirates of the Magdalena 2 Dead Man's Chest <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what a did, name I'm still proud of that one and then also on the uh, Lord of the Seven Seas blog Jaime's blog. Uh, yeah. He did a write-up on these. Uh, do we want to just give a quick TLDR what our opinions were the first time? Yeah, go ahead. Um, it's neat, but uh, having on hit for the treasure marker stuff is a little awkward. Um, and I really wish that this was a thing in uh, Vanguard Zero, because on hit skills are kind of good in that game. Yeah. And <laughs> And also because James never shut up about it, I think they had a milling problem. Yeah. I can't believe that. So part of the, as we go through the set, some of the seven C's cards mill, but there are certain cards that kind of rely on the quality of the drop zone. And that was one of the TLDRs that we pretty much talked about in that show too. Yeah, and it'll like come... specific things. Yeah, exactly. And that's with the other double row that's going to come up too, Night's Final. What about uh, Columbard? Oh, Columbard's right after? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Columbard is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, right off the back, honestly, this can be used in any Grand Blue variant. So, Vanguard or Rhaegar Circle, when placed, kind of blast one, search your deck up to one card and put it into the drop zone, shuffle your deck, and then you can call up to one card from the drop zone to Rhaegar Circle. This ability may be used by a card with the same name only once a turn. So it's a hard once per turn, so it doesn't matter if you use a different copy, you can only use this skill once per turn. Um, this honestly solves a lot of problems with Grand Blue, where you can just get the card that you want in your drop zone, and then you, it goes even a step further, where you have the option to call something else from the drop zone. So you don't have to call the thing that you've, you milled, basically. And so it helps you set up further with your turn if you want to do some more plays during your main phase and your battle phase. Ah, uh, the Skull Dragon Tutor. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Skull Dragon, Ghost Ship. A, a very common easy play that you can do in the early game, um, especially when you ride to grade 2 turn, you can fetch 
and grab the um, the ghost ship or rebel banshee, and both of those cards will feature a drawback. And then of course once a booster or one can be an attacker that's just a beater. So it just depends on your purpose too. This thing being a grade two nine k also because you can search anything. If you have a greed shade and you want that in hand, you can, you pretty much have a guaranteed ride fix with a yes. two card combo, which mm, good shit. It's, uh, <laughs> this thing, like in Yu-Gi-Oh, they had to limit Monster Reborn and Foolish Burial to one copy each because they're that good of putting something from your deck oh, yeah. to your graveyard and reviving something. This is both of those in one card. You're really right. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it costs really a resource, right. unlike Yu-Gi-Oh. Also true. I mean, the card itself, I guess, is a resource. Um, right, but you're, I guess you're paying that. Because it, like, the <laughs> it's card a card is... Yeah, well, no, I mean, in the case of, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, where you lose the card. But like, both Monster Reborn and Foolish Burial by themselves are stupid. Yes, they Like, are. they don't need... They're not good just together. They're also dumb by themselves. That's very true. What I'm saying, though, is that, like, the, just fucking... Just, yes, <laughs> love this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, this kind of set the bar high <laughs> for the rest of the cards. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I think um, I think that's it for now. But I mean, yeah, honestly, Columbards are really great. Cards. And a, um, oh, what about Tommy? Tommy, the Ghosty Brothers. This art is great, by the way. Three in a row, man. Yeah, you were right. We're going through the set in order. It's on a list in front of you. <laughs> I'm like I'm going by between pages. Oh, so, okay. Now I I just have the page and then I'll do like the open in a new tab thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. So now with Tommy the Ghosty Brothers, this is our basically you know when plays from hand, check the top five from the top of your deck, reveal to one Greek three from among them and put them in your hand and shuffle your deck. And if you did put a card, discard one. And so the other condition to get the plus five. Uh, during your turn, if your drop zone has five or more cards, this gets 5k. So it's a very easy condition to achieve, um, especially if your deck mills a lot. It honestly can be achieved grade two turn or even like grade one. There's a grade one that actually mills a lot, so that can be accomplished real quickly too. But what's really nice is that honestly, it kind of replaces Romario in most builds because Romario had two skills and most of the time it's like you don't want to use his counter blast skill but you appreciated his 12k boosting uh, power but tommy becomes a 13k booster and it can hit van um force vanguards too so it just kind of took him out <laughs> and it's for free and it helps you dig for your grade three so you can filter your skull dragons your night roses your kakaitis or any other grade threes that you want and have them access from the drop zone matt when I just you want to say, say this art is absolutely fantastic. I love this art. <laughs> they're they're like having a meal. In Where does the food go though? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's like Ghostbusters. If you remember when um, Slime ate, ate the uh, ate all the food. Kind of. I haven't seen Ghostbusters since right. like tenth grade. This fucking guy. I remember Casper just would go through their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like poops out on the floor. Yeah, they're, they're, in, they're intangible. Or if like, you watch Danny Phantom, I think they eat actual food. I never watched that show. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I just love, Matt, you mentioned the art, just Night Rose in the background not giving a fuck, just having <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, I can't deal with these guys right now. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like we're back to Yeah, more Murakumo cards. 
So Boy. the first one is Dueling Dragon Zantetu. Uh, you say that five times fast. Dueling so Dragon the Zantetu first is continuous on Vanguard. During your turn, all your units with a rest in their names get power plus 5,000. Uh, act on Vanguard or Rearguard Circle. If you have a Vanguard with Dueling Dragon, you can put the top of your deck into your damage zone to search your deck for up to two cards with a rest in their card names and call them Rearguard Circle. So basically... You can call this to Rearguard Circle and immediately set up a Zanbaku, I guess. And if you had one count of last night, you can activate it. You did it. <laughs> uh, Sucks you can't like shuffle it back at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you are actively uh, doing it. And you don't perform a damage drag. It just puts it there. This is not uh, whatever that clan is, Angel Feather. So, I don't know what to think about this card. I think um, probably not great. I don't know how good Zombaku is in this environment. It's hard to say. I would expect not fantastic. Um, yeah, I guess not. It, it, it's probably, what, just more utility? or Yeah, they just want to give Zombaku something. Yeah. And there it is. Always... I always feel like Morikumo is like all over the place with some of the, the skills. Or at oh, least it is. Sister, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> you don't even know it's been that way forever. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, next card is a very good card, actually. Uh, Wisteria Flower Stealth Rogue Takahime. Uh, it has an auto and band when placed. You can top seven. You reveal one Yasue and put it in your hand. Great. has an auto on rear. It says when your vanguard is with Yasui in the name is placed, you can counterblast one, choose one of your units, and call uh, one card with the same name as the chosen unit from your drop zone to rear guard circle. Now, this is pretty awkward because it's a when placed, but you can do it when you reride uh, 10 miles, so, right? So, uh, it has like a couple different timings that that can happen. And so, 10 mile reride doesn't cost a counterblast, but the call skills does. Uh, you know, it's not the counterblast cost isn't like huge huge uh, uh you can use this to set up some pretty cool plays with uh um what's her name uh shiryuki oh so that's kind of neat because uh, you can copy the shiryuki name on another unit and then recall it with uh takahime yeah as long as you shove the shiryuki in your drop zone at some point well it's hard to you can do that, but it's harder. So if you if you guard with it, then you have to copy it from drop zone, which is a bit of a different line. Is that hard to do? And it requires playing. Well, it requires using other cards. Oh. In this one, but this one you could do it like if you like if you've called Shiryuki, you can clone it on board or copy its name on board, and then play over it, and then cop and then call it back. Got it. Basically. So. It's pretty neat. You, this card's pretty good. I was going to say, how do you like it that you, it can call from the drop zone? It's uh, it's okay. Um, it, it just really sucks that Shiryuki's at one. I'll say that. Because mm, okay. mm -hmm. it feels really... like that restriction is punishing Murakumo a lot because Shiryuki's a very uh, flexible card. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think that they should bring it back or just... Mm -hmm. or Do you think that would fuck everything up? I mean, is it more fucked up than .x? That's actually a good question. 
I literally <laughs> don't know. Yeah, if anything, it might be a viable counter to it because it takes away some of his ridiculous power. It's just like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do with Dot X or Messiah? <laughs> it would be like, uh, like in a in a TV show where they defeat the villain in season one, and then season two there's a new villain, so they have to go get the old villain to help defeat the new villain. Oh, Dragon Ball Super. Or season four of Legend of Korra, or oh, I see anything really. Um, I I didn't watch uh, very much of Legend of Korra, so I wouldn't know. Uh, if give season three a chance, it's like good shit. Oh, but if we get there, that's a problem. <laughs> Not really. You can kind of do, uh, you can do like the beginnings episode of season two, and then just skip the rest of it. Like there's not really. And the last show. card from Arkamo is a Sentinel <laughs> pit that you're never playing. <laughs> so Dang. next is at night the cartoon recommendation podcast. <laughs> you're just not gonna play the Sentinel crit, especially not right now because PGs are too good. As it's all the freestanding yes. vanguards and all that stuff, right? Dude, right? Or you know, 30, 40k two crit idiots on regard circle they are gonna attack you again. Yep. <laughs> Love this meta. So. Speaking of getting perfect guards, the Monted Executioner. That has nothing to do with the skill, but Dark Regulars is a protect clan. So, grade, he he's tried. a grade 2 guy when it attacks a grade 2 or greater. I assume it's supposed to be like Vanguard or Unit. That gets power plus 5,000 until end of that battle. And auto Vanguard Rearguard Circle when in place, Counter Blast 1, Soul Charge 3. And if you Soul Charge 1 or more trigger units, draw a card. Oh, Matt, this is perfect for you. <laughs> Yeah, those cards great. Yeah, it's gonna be counter blast one, soul charge like... three heals, and then draw the fourth heal. Oh yeah, well, obviously. This card's great though. This card's absolutely yeah. fantastic. We'll be playing. Gets power, lot. soul charges a lot, and you might draw a card. You probably <laughs> will draw a card. Yeah, this actually kind of does a lot. I remember back in the Genesis days with like I think witches, there was a card that was like that. Um, plays counter blast, soul charge three, but that was a. That was mm -hmm. Sahuhime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, it's one of the witch cards. Oh, uh, oh, it's the one with the cowboy hat. Yes, that one. Fennel, witch of eagles. Don't quote me I on don't... that. <laughs> but this is more extra-y. This yeah. is good. Mm -hmm. Quite nice. And then we have Edge in the Darkness. So. He is a grade 1 AK. When placed, draw a card, put a card from hand to soul well, on Vanguard, and then when placed on rear guard, soul charge 1, it was placed by a card ability, counter charge 1. Fun mm. fact, Edge in the Darkness was James's nickname in high school. <laughs> That's I keep reading this card as Edge of Darkness. It should be. I think Edge in Edge in the Darkness implies that you it got just... like a paper cut in a dark room somewhere. No, no, no. It's, I read it as Edge of Darkness because it's the name of Final Fantasy XIV Darknet ability. <laughs> With the um the abominable skill, wouldn't this kind of replace that soul? It does. It replaces the soul in the counterblast. So it basically makes uh, that for free. That well, yeah, but only for those. Only for this unit specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it forces to call this guy out, basically. Yeah. And so you rely on Sharahat at least to give it some power to hit Vanguard, basically. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Or like call it out as a booster or something. Yeah. True. 
I mean, the good thing about this card is you're gonna you're gonna use it kind of in any standard DI build, and then you can use it to greater effect with Gilderai if you so choose. But mm -hmm. you know, so free the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then we have one eye succubus, which is our crit sentinel. That you're never gonna <laughs> that you're not gonna use. Well, I mean. <laughs> It doesn't I think the eye is more likely to use yeah. it than anybody else. Well, for now, like, maybe. But like being a protect clan, we he can make we can still have perfect guards without necessarily having to give up uh, regular PGs in deck. Yeah. And also, crits are nice. Also true. Um, I I just thought it would make a fun running gag, but I guess that's not happening. Uh. Alright, Lore Pigeon Pop, which I alluded to earlier with um, Jacqueline. He's a grade 2, 9k, and uh, this is the bringer of nightmares. He's uh, on rear guard when placed, put up to one Magia doll, uh, card with Magia doll in its name from your drop zone into your soul. So, hey, my, my thing got retired. Oh, it's in soul again. Um, or you soul blasted it, whatever. The other still is... Uh, on rearguard circle, at the end of the battle that it attacked, if this unit is on the stage, like we said with Harry earlier, counterblast one, return this unit to your hand, search your deck, soul, or drop zone for up to one starry pop dragon, call it to your stage, and if you search your deck, shuffle. Uh, this is amazing, and you will find out why later. <laughs> this card is dumb. This card's actually yeah. ridiculous. Um... Uh the combo plays. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you get some resources uh, just by playing it, but mostly because he's a one-card multi-attack on his own. Mm -hmm. um, Can I just say that, uh, like, not only is this attack going to be fairly large because it's on your stage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, it's going to call this actual monster uh, <laughs> afterward. It's it's also like back in your hand, yeah. As a Weiss player, mm -hmm. reading call to stage is really weird. <laughs> like really weird. Why? Just because it's a because the battlefield in Weiss is called the stage in English. Ah, so I'm always like <laughs> getting PTSD flashbacks of Weiss. Yeah. Right. Weiss is great. Hi, mate. You ever play Weiss? Did he mute himself? No, no I have. Oh, okay. Yes, I was muted. <laughs> I, I haven't hey, played I it either. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? Uh, this pigeon here. Um, I think uh, Atlas stole it from me. It returns the hand, so you could reuse it for like next turn. Yeah, it's also dumb if you want to. Uh... There's a lot of dumb shit you can do with this idiot. So yeah. I know. Yeah. I really like that you can grab the the dragon from anywhere too. Yep. <laughs> the only place that is damage zone in hand. Damage zone hand or bind zone, which if like that does happen in somebody's gonna double trigger dragons on their drive check, it's gonna be very funny. <laughs> yeah, because uh, mo most people who have been testing have been running it at two, and that is probably it's probably gonna be me, and it's gonna be about as dumb is that time I was playing Seekers at Regionals, and I had Thingsaber on Vanguard, 
uh, one in damage zone, and then my twin drive was two thing savers. Sick. Yeah. That's so... a skill-based gameplay. <laughs> Top tier. Uh, sure played five. Yeah, exactly. How about uh, Moonlight Melody Tamer Betty? Uh so if anyone remembers Betty from before, she was the kind of like Negrobone for Pale Moon in G era and like way less good than Negrobone because Negrobone was just Nobody played this card in G era, so no, go on. We did not. But her her <laughs> skill now is uh, on Vanguard Circle. When placed, uh the grade one AK. Uh draw a card, put a card from your hand to soul. Great. So she's sure. like edge in the darkness. The other skill is uh on rearguard circle. You can rest her to look at three cards from the top of your deck, put a card with Magia Doll in its card name from among them into your soul, put the rest on the bottom. Good stuff, Devin. Alright. Start uh, start digging early. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Genesis gets something like that for the first go. <laughs> hmm. I think a lot of these soul-based plans are getting that, because if they did it for Edge in the Darkness and they did it for Pale Moon... That'd be so nice. Yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they complete the trifecta. Um, but we'll see. There's also Darkseid Swordmaster, who is the uh, crit sentinel with the 30k. And say it with me now. Probably not going to use it. it. Hey. <laughs> Which, uh, I would probably just pick up your playset and keep it around for when the Excel meta gets crazy. Whenever that <laughs> happens again. But, uh. Hey. I mean, this set has been giving a lot of clans multi-attacking, so... Like, if something were to dethrone Dote and Messiahs, we might see him come up and be relevant. That's either going to take a ban list or an insane amount of power creep. Yeah. Although, I, at the same time, most of the multi-attacking also has a lot of power behind it, like... Harry has the stage where you just dump all of your markers. Uh, Sharhat just casually pumps up the front row by probably at least 13k. Right. Same thing with Night Rose. Yeah. Yeah, Five, Night Rose, everyone gets 5k. Mm-hmm. I guess I can allude into Grand Blue. <laughs> yeah, like this... Uh... This then Miss Banshee. <laughs> Uh, so, fun fact, when Night Rose was revealed, there was supposed to be a card that was going to reveal with it, and everybody thought it was an lazy, but it turned out to be this card, and it's completely new. Um, so, the first skill is basically Rigard Circle. When it's placed by your card's ability, this unit gets plus 10k until the end of the turn. Nice. And then the second... Yeah, exactly. It's actually just nice. The second skill is Auto. When it's retired from Rigard Circle by your card's ability, you draw a card. But the ability can only be used by this once um, once per turn with the same with a card with the same name. So it's a hard once per turn. You can't abuse multiple of these. Um, so this card, um, how do I say this? At first, it's like this is nice right off the back. But then you start comparing it to another existing card, which is the Ghost Ship. And the Ghost Ship is basically it's a 24k beater that at the end of the battle it would just retire and draw a card. So it's already bigger, and then it draws you a card. So it does the same thing. However, um, reala- realizing that Ghost Ship has a restriction that cannot be called from hand, you have to call it from Drop Zone or some kind of skill, basically. But this card, you can just call it from him at will. And so what's nice is that it kind of helps mitigate that main phase setup for Night Rose. And so um, a simple play can be with Greed Shade, where you can call the Greed Shade, um, have a Thin Mist, 
recycle the same thinness if you use the prior turn and then just call it from hand at that point. And so when you're doing your battle phase, you'll get the drawback from the thinness, which refunds you basically that the card by itself. And then later on, on the battle phase, you'll call the ghost ship, and then the ghost ship will give you a drawback, which refunds from you calling Greed Shade in the first place. So it kind of makes it into a wash in that point with resource management. So it does has its uses. Is it, it? It's not going to outright replace the ghost ship or vice versa in standard, is it? I wouldn't say replace it. I would say like ghost ship for sure is going to be played regardless. But if you were going to play thin miss, it would go alongside with it because of that aspect. Where because the thing is like in main phase, the only way to get ghost ship in main phase is through other cards, and thin miss is something that you could just call from hand. So it, it kind of has that luxury of being able to do so. I mean, and then you just manipulate it again and again. It's kind of a hollow victory in that case, though, because you're like, yeah, you called it, but it's just, it's a vanilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hollow. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> well, what's nice is that Nairos will give him power, too, so um, she'll be a 14k if she was just called from hand. And then Greed Shade gets power, too, if you have 10 cards and the drops are no more, so he can be a 19k beater on his own. Um, so it could force, you know, a 5-10k shield, just depending on what you're going against. Yeah, and then you'll still get the draw from just being retired by Night Rose, so it still has utility, yeah. even if it doesn't get the 10k. Right. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have a very crowded grade 2 lineup now. You got your Greed Shade, you yes. got Columbard, you got the Ghost Ship, you have this gal, you know. Yes, and, and I do believe I do believe that Greed Shade and Columbard are going to be the staples. And then all the other grade twos are going to be like slightly different ratios, really. Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be like four, four, and then like, uh, you know, odd number of other stuff? Yeah. Um, one thing that I've considered was maybe like three thin miss, two go ship. Um, I think for standard, but then premium kind of opens up the gates for more other cards. So um, many yeah. other options. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. I can go to the next card, too. Yes. Yep. yep. This is uh, Seven Seas Pillager, Knight Spinal. This is the card that I kind of alluded to with Knight Miss. Um, so all of the Seven Seas cards have the first skill where you're basically on hit, any rearguard or vanguard, you basically get a treasure marker. The second skill is basically vanguard and rearguard circle, and it's when it's placed, kind of blast one, and put two cards from the top of your deck into the drop zone. And then call up to one card with Seven Seas in its na- name, but not itself, basically. From the drop zone to regard circle so it's really nice because basically like when we went over with night miss it didn't have any effect to call rear guards so now you have to use some kind of other resources to call a board somehow and so that's what night spinal does for you and on top of that it's part of the cost is actually milling the top two so it kind of helps with the quality of what you can call because it is restricted to seven c's so uh, I think this card would still be played in the Seven Seas deck, but also Columbard to go along with it too, since Columbard's more generic, and it helps make this card even better too, because you could ditch any Seven Seas card at that point from the deck. <laughs> Hopefully. Mm-hmm. You guys have any thoughts on Knight's Panel? Uh, I mean, really? I think we feel. I feel like we just went over all of it when we did the Seven Seas episode. Yeah, once again, 191, Dead Man's Chest, you know where to go. Or, if you don't if you don't have time to listen to it, Jaime's blog. 
you can read or listen. Read or listen. Um, <laughs> which goes to the next car, which is Rampage State. Um, it is a critical sentinel, and I gotta say, the art is amazing. <laughs> oh, this is so freaking cool. It has like a cannon with fire, and it just looks really epic, honestly. Yeah. Um, is in a different predicament. Um, so because we have cards like Dream Stage, um, and then also it's a Protect Clan, we can kind of fit this in uh, without suffering too much of like, oh, I don't have a PG Sentinel type of card mm-hmm. to stop something like the Dote. But some things that I've seen, you can kind of have play two of these and then play uh, two normal PGs, basically. Uh, depending if it's a drop. Crit Grand Blue. <laughs> that is the other way. <laughs> 16 crit, 12 crit. And so, just really depending on the metagame, honestly, I feel like this can go either way. Um, so, I definitely recommend picking these up anyway. I think no matter what the clan is, getting. getting just cr- having it. Yeah. Or proofing. In clans where it's probably bad, they're probably going to be like 50 cents, so whatever. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> I think just any clan that isn't protect, it's going to be. They're probably not going to be that much because it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, right. Like uh, on the Nexus Core YouTube channel, Richard put up a deck profile for Alt Mile because he put it together. And he's like, I'm running one of the Sentinel crit just because it seems fun. I'm like, you idiot. No. It's <laughs> 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 not going to work out in your favor. So I have a rare. You have a rare. Finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a sheer... yeah. oh, yeah. So we're just going to. I just have one. Okay. It's a Shiryuki, Shiryuki Tutoring Engine Awazu. Sorry, Unmasked Stealth Rogue Awazu. <laughs> uh, it's a grade two. When placed, you search your deck for up to one card, put it in your drop zone. And then this unit gains that card's card name until end of turn. I would like to remind you that. uh, What's her name? Um, Takahime calls something of a unit you have from drop. So That's let's uh, put two and two together here. <laughs> you, you mean six and two together because there are six heads in this card's art, which are creepy uh, yeah, as sure. shit. They're all masks. Yeah, I was gonna say it's creepy. <laughs> They're actually just all masks. Kind of reminds all... me of like Spirited Away or like well, yeah. Ghibli well, a little bit. That one in the Yasha episode with the mask that was creepy too. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you said its name, I was like just thinking, I'm like, man, try saying that five times. <laughs> Shiryuki tu- Tutoring Engine. <laughs> Shiryuki Tutoring Engine, Shiryuki Tutoring Engine, Shiryuki Tutoring Engine, Shiryuki Tutoring Engine, Shiryuki Tutoring Engine. We need for you to literally say it right now. <laughs> I don't care. I win. Pay up, bitch. <laughs> That's funny. This guy. Um... Alrighty. I assume I'm, everyone else has more cards, but I do not. I'm going to save all mine for the end because there's a lot of talking, so please, okay. the all rest right. of you, go ahead. I can I can knock out mine. Yeah, go uh, for a, it. There's a couple of them. I think I'll round them up with the Seven Seas first. Um, so we have both two cards. Um, one of them is Seven Seas Master Swordsman Slash Aid. Um, basically, auto Vanguard Rigor Circle. It has the on treasure. Um, get the treasure marker if you hit, basically. And then the second goes a regard circle, continuous. During your turn, if there's a marker on this unit circle, it gets automatically 15k. So you can use the treasure marker or the protect two marker, and it becomes a 24k beater. And then if you pair it up with um, Night Misses Power Up, it becomes uh, an additional 5k, so it becomes 29 at that point. So it can get really big. And any recommendations, I would suggest putting this guy in the back row. 
So that way he doesn't get attacked, at least by other regards, and he can just still be able to attack from the back row too. Because ultimately this is kind of like part of your win con for 7Cs. You have this multi-attacking strategy, but you need beaters that can be um, used. And then, like I said, Nightmist doesn't really revive stuff, so you're limited to the regards that you have that can revive things. So just a key note with that. And then um, after that, to go along with that, we have Nightcrow. Nitro is the great one in 7Cs where basically it has a drop zone skill. So it's really useful because um, once you have it in the drop zone, you can still blast one, retire a regard not a copy of itself basically, and call this to regards trickles. So it replaces any generic grand blue units that you may use in the deck. So if you use a greed shade or a columbard, you can immediately replace it with a Nightcrow. So that way you have a 7Cs regard to actually work with with a turn two. And so it really takes advantage of that too. Um, there's also a loop with this card and going into the next card that I wanted to allude to, which is the Witch Doctor of Powdered Bone, Necrobone. Um, the effect for Necrobone is from drop zone as well. And so you discard a card from hand and you put this card to the bottom of your deck. And you can call one grade one from your drop zone to regard circle. And then if your drop zone has 10 or more, you can call anything regardless of grade. And so what the loop does is basically using Nightcrow and Necrobone to re-loop themselves to kind of call each other with some other cards. And because you're able to call Nightcrow repeatedly, you can use the old Knight Spinal from Jira to continuously, infinitely get 2k. And so you can have this like absurd infinite attack kind of thing. And so there's a lot of detail I wrote down in, in the blog too, but um, I just wanted to mention that too. Don't you need like very few cards in deck? Yeah, and that's part of the conditions. You have to be kind of pretty much the deck out. So, uh, um, is it like super abusable and viable? Um, no, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it is there. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. But Negrobone by itself doesn't cost any counterblast nor soul, bl uh, soul blast. So you can just discard a card and call it something. This helps with Night Rose's main phase setup. So you can call Ghost Ship. You can call Columbar. You can really set up your board main face and then basically because it bottom decks itself out you're returning cards back to the deck which grand blue has always had an issue before which was deck out and so that kind of helps slow that down too which i appreciate yeah it's um i think yeah you, you pretty much covered it i was gonna say the original version of him now that you have night rose as a you know, a grade three that you can you can use all the old Night Rose support cards again in premium. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that too. Like in premium, we have the the old Night Rose support, and there's some key cards that we can play one ofs because like the Obadiah Strike lets us filter for anything too. Columbar so lets you filter of, for anything. <laughs> yeah, on top of that too, right? <laughs> all of the filter. So there's a lot of flexibility, um, but a lot of the VR cards that just came out are, are pretty solid too. Um, the one that came out today uh, was the Negro Lazy. Um, I just wanted to mention it because it was hyped, to be honest. Um, so it's an auto Vanguard Regard Circle when in place. You can make you may call a Grade Zero from your drop zone to Regard Circle. It's free, but it's restricted to Grade Zeros, and we don't have that many great targets. I mean, we have some good targets, but they're not great to really make this card into the main deck, basically. Anything you guys want to add on that? Um, I think... So, because you can call the grade zero anywhere, um, you, 
for standard at least, you can call a column of like this and a grade one, and then this pulls out a grade zero to the opposite side. Um, protect for 10k? This is where it gets awkward. You would kind of have to use protect two for that to be worth it, because then that gives it the extra 5k. Which you kind of don't want. Yeah, to hit it on its own, or you had to play one of those grade zeros that get power, right? I do think that this has more potential in premium, as you can uh, use it to extend, like, mid-battle phase shenanigans, because there are grade zeros you can call, like your mix and your... the the crits that go into soul give 10k draw, like, stuff like that, where, where you can do crazier shit. Yeah, with the Sazan build too, you're able to return those um or call those vanilla triggers too that are getting power from cyclones. Mm. Those may actually be viable, um, especially if you want to extend attacks. Um, if people haven't read on the on the blog yet, I actually posted a Sazan play that I think um, Evan did a nine attack one, and then I extended it to a thirteen attack play, and so I haven't done anything with Negro Lazy because it is free. I, it makes me think that this can further extend that but uh to what point (laughs) is it worth it i'm not sure um i I mean even if you don't run zazan or like you don't come across it or anything because you can turn anything face up with obadiah you can still Mm -hmm. make the cyclone thing live like you probably would have guarded with triggers by that point that's a good point so I, I, I just I think there's some potential there and also it's a rare yeah you know? the other thing in premium Tempest Fear is a thing too and so people have talked about playing like Tempest Fears and the the Cray Elemental tier that lets you counter charge for every Cray Elemental in the G zone mm-hmm. which can refund you a, a, a crap ton of CB during the battle phase to continue on shenanigans that's actually part of the play that um, Evan and I go over tier is actually necessary I see it's like counter charge three, counter charge four, or something like that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I know, right? Grenache is over here, like, what? I wasn't good enough for you, and you're like, no, I have a new man now. Basically. <laughs> Any others you wanted to pull up, or? Uh, from Grand Blue, I mean, that's just the rares. Um, I mean, there's comments and stuff, but I don't think you guys cover the comments, right? Or it's just if there's a common that is worth noting then yes. If not, if not, you skip it. I think the only thing that's worth is the Grand Blue, um, the Seven Seas one, which is the Night Runner. I know Night Runner and Giera was a, like a totally abusable card with the, the Great One Seven Seas build, but in, in the new version of Night Runner, it has the treasure marker skill and then the, the actual skill that has its act. It's an act on Rearguard Circle, so you can bind it, put two cards from the top of your deck into your drop zone, and then you can return one of your 7Cs cards from your drop zone into your hand. So it's kind of like a Greed Shade, but for 7C specifically. So that's why I want it worth noted. Mm, I mean, like, wh- what you could do with Lazy is call it, call this dude. Yes. Get, get the skill off, and then you do, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Night... Nightcrow. Nightcrow to replace Lazy with and himself. And then... Yep. That That's actually the, the, the thing that Negro Lazy may actually have an impact in standard. It is seven C's. Um, it's kind of tight now that I think about it too. The great two space and night duck. Yeah. So testing is needed. <laughs> all right. Uh, and now for the moment you've all been waiting for, 
uh, it's time for me to paint the garage. Now, uh, <laughs> the card that we've been alluding to all this time is a card called Starry Pop Dragon. It's a grade four. So we're in for some crazy shit. It's uh, got no gift, and it has zero power. It on rearguard on rearguard circle continuous. This unit gets plus five k for each of your rearguards with Magia Doll and their different card names. Um, so likely it's going to be about two to three, depending on what your main phase looks like. So he'll be about ten to fifteen k by himself. When he's placed on the stage, you get an imaginary gift to excel. So that's already 20 extra, so about 30 to 35 on the average game. <laughs> on rearguard circle, when it attacks, if this unit's power is 40,000 or greater, until the end of that battle, this unit gets pl uh, crit plus one, and your opponent can not call sentinels from his or her hand, her hand at the end of the battle, uh, battle, retire this unit. Jesus, this card does everything. <laughs> Talk about it. It's cool. Yeah, pop. Especially with XL1 or 2. It's always going to be XL1 because you want that 40k. Mm -hmm. um, and you. I'll, I'll get to it in a second with the other Magia dolls, but you get enough resources with Harry that having the extra power on the stage is just that much worth it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Like, really good. This thing is fantastic, and like we said earlier, the pigeon searches him from anywhere, pretty much. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's he's usually a two of. Uh, I always end up drawing him in my opening hand and just discarding him for Harry Still. And you're like, all right, cool, get him back later, you know? Yeah, it's actually really good. So, uh, I should I'll, uh, also, along with that are the Magia dolls. So I think there's a total of four of them. Um, they all have the same skill. There's two grade ones, two grade twos. Grade ones are 8Ks, grade twos are 9Ks. They all have the same first skill, which is when retired from guard circle, you may put this card into your soul. So guard with some stuff, it goes into soul. Call it out with Harry later. Good. That's so... Nice. The grade twos are uh, Magia Doll Prana and Magia Doll Lunatech Dragon. So these were originally strides in G era. <laughs> uh, Prana, so cool. what? I said that's so cool. They made them into like little dolls. Yeah, except the original Prana was terrible. Um, if anyone remembers uh, Phantom Blaster Diablo, which punished <laughs> you for having an empty field, they made Prana as like a answer to that which was kind of like answering the opening salvo of cannons with like a squirt gun so her effect was in because magia would suck things in at the end phase and her effect was like you can choose stuff and make it not go in soul if you want and you're like does it do anything else nah <laughs> luckily her little doll version is much better so her other skill uh for the grade 2 9k is when placed for, by your unit's ability with Harry in its card name this unit and one of your vanguards get plus 10k until end of turn solid um, it usually ends up uh, being important in terms of allowing the vanguard to hit the opponents because it usually ends up attacking either second or is the weakest attack of that turn so giving 
just a free trigger to Harry, basically, is good stuff. Um, that is really good. Yeah, Lunatech, on the other hand, the grade two, uh, his, his old stride version was like GB3, he gets a crit for free, and then his other skill was when stuff was called from Soul, it got 2k, which was fine. Uh, this dude, on the other hand, is when he's placed by your unit's ability with Harry and its card name. Choose up to one of your opponent's rear guards, and your opponent puts that unit into his or her soul. Um, so, Pale Moon's got some control elements to it now, in standard. How many you? How many would you play of this? Game? One or two. It's not super important. Um, I think depending on the meta, like if the meta starts getting decks with like a super specific rear guard that is a huge problem, then the number of this is going to go up. Um, but otherwise, you would probably just keep it as like a semi tech. Uh, right. Yeah. Like. Ju- Mostly what you're going to be calling off the grade 2s is Prana. You usually end up just calling the grade or two Magia dolls anyway, and those end up being the grade 1s, which I will get to in a second. But the grade 2 lineup is just like Prana and the Pigeon and Jacqueline, and you're fine for the most part. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, there's Magia doll Dark Side Mirror Master, which makes me absolutely giddy. 8k, grade 1. When placed by your unit's ability with Harry... Counter charge. That's really good. Be still my heart. <laughs> <laughs> this, okay, this so, counter. yeah, Pale Moon always had a problem with counter charge. Uh, this allows you to refund your ability for, or re- counter blast for Harry's cost. It also means that in premium, you can run this in literally any deck because your main stride most of the time is a stride with Harry in its name. That's a very good point. That's Matt, pretty good. Yeah. Matt and Rootbeer, where do you land? <laughs> Root I mean, playing. I'm pretty sure Harry is just going to be the top deck coming out of the set. Yeah. Um, Matt, you got anything? Matt? I think we lost Matt. Oh. He's still on the call. He's still on the call, but I I, I know that he's had problems with yeah. um, the internet because it's storming again where he is. Um, I'll, I'll kind of wrap this up then. Magia Doll Flying Paradin, the last one, is a grade one. Uh, when placed by your ability, but Harry, draw a card. Good. Yep. Good stuff. So you uh, get advantage back. Yeah, um, it, it refunds your cost for Harry's skill. Um, Harry can't can't call multiple copies of the same thing, which sucks because it'd be nice to like call two Mirror Masters and Counter Charge two or something. But uh, just this is real solid. And again, in premium, you can call multiple. You can do whatever the hell you want. So uh, yeah, it's Harry uh, really got some good support in the side. Oh yeah. This is yeah. amazing, and I am doing a case split, and my wallet just started crying. Uh, <laughs> I would nice. say who won the set, but we know. Yeah. I was going to say for anybody listening, I'm looking for SPs for Night Rose, <laughs> maybe Colin <laughs> I'm just kind of hoping that Dark Irregulars like, escapes notice, just because... 
It'll be the rogue, the rogue clan of the deck, or the yeah, the, the and then it'll be cheap. I think it's they got some real solid stuff this time. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I I don't think Silverthorns like they got some good stuff. It's not really that crazy. I think the fact that they managed to make a deck that it can be cohesively built just with the stuff in this set with Harry is real nice. Instead of having to be like, oh, I need to, you know, get triple R's from like five sets ago for this thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty standalone. I gotta agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do the same with seven C's. Uh, solid yeah, seven option. C's. Yeah, the only thing I guess would be like Greed Shades. Oh, right. Greed Shade does make it a little awkward. What's the other grade three you're going to use for Night Rose, you think, in Standard? In Standard? Yeah. Um, honestly, it could be... It's either probably Skull, Skull Dragon for sure. Um, the question is, do we play Kokatis as well? And and there's a valid argument, and, and part of it's because of the metagame. Like, if it's really aggression early on, especially with some of the decks that we're reading the metagame, I feel like Fortnite Rose and two Skull Dragon might be the way to go. But just, if it was in a slower meta... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say and just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, um, you don't really need that many Skull Dragons because you, you can't really call all of them. You can only basically call two in the attack, and they retire themselves. So you could always call them back during the battle phase, too. True. And then um, it's not like the Megiddo Skull, um, Skull Dragon turn in premium. Love but, that um, so much. What I was going to say, Kakaitis might be viable in like a slower meta, so that way you can ride him first, and you can get more advantage that way, instead of a feel more easily. And then the next turn, you can just ride Night Rose and kind of go for the kill kind of thing. So it really just depends on the metagame. And if you see a lot of aggression, I, I think for Night Rose, two Skull Dragons, if it's a little slower, then Kakaitis can see play in that lineup. Because a lot of the great twos and great ones you want to play, and so there's only so much room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it it's always awkward when like this mm-hmm. is good stuff, but it's like you know, run out of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and premium too is going to be pretty nuts too. Because in premium collection we got the bad bunny strike, so we can rewrite during the battle phase. So night rose can actually be used in premium to extend more attacks too. So I'm actually gonna come out with more content on the blog just to kind of show up some more combo plays and any, any interactions that people might discover um, by brainstorming or playtesting. So be on the lookout for that because with Night Rose, there's bound to be absurd number of attacks. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, we will be sure to retweet you when that comes out, especially because like, I'm only doing Grand Blue in Premium, so I mm-hmm. kind of look to you and like solemn and a couple others who are like in the weeds with this kind of stuff yeah thank you i appreciate it oh of course anytime um it seems to me like matt hasn't answered so i think his internet went out which uh that sucks uh i'm guessing his answer to who won the set would be murakumo lost which fine (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah i mean for ranking all the clans the our conclusion was Harry definitely won, Murakumo lost, and then still not sure between Sharhad and what's her Night Rose, who is better. They're, I think they're kind of fighting for uh, second place there. 
Silverthorns are off doing their own thing. There's a couple Nightmare Doll cards in this set that I don't care to get into just because, like, it's going to be a budget deck forever, and that's not a bad thing, but I just... I can't be bothered to care. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I think that's going to about wrap it up for this episode. Uh, Jaime, thanks again for coming on. Uh, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, it's always fun no to problem. be on the podcast. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you out there? Uh, well, on the blog, it's called World of the Seven Seas, um, dot WordPress.com. And then on YouTube, I am one who gets crits, Commander Jaime, hence Aquaforce. And then you guys can look at my Twitter, too, at Jaime Ulysses Alf one I think Atlas can just put it on there so it's easier. Oh, it'll, all, it. it'll all be in the show notes, my friends, for you. Sweet. Yeah. So... And always feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook or any other social media or Discord, Reddit. I'm on there too. Nice. Root beer. You, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. He does I the do arts. art. Uh, Matt can be found at Wiggums, uh, at Wiggums 2G's 2Z's. Uh, hopefully this will be remedied next week when he moves back into uh, his new apartment. Um, you can find me at Atlas Novak, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or you can find my other show at Bad Reading Pod in the same places. Uh, this week's episode coming out this Friday is about Bojack Horseman from the most infuriating comedian ever, Ian Russo, who is our guest. Um, <laughs> I can't really explain it. He's one of these people you just have to know, so stay tuned. And then you can find this show at Nexus at Night. Also, Twitter or Instagram. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Root Beer. Matt's here in spirit. <laughs> and I'm Commander Jaime. I was going to try and imitate his voice. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. No, that wasn't that. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> huh. <laughs> and have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.